Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light and our salvation. Amen. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to you for Lake Michigan, for oceans, for rivers and streams. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survived the flood. The Israelites escaped through the sea, and Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Through this water, remind us of our baptism. Breathe your spirit into all who are gathered here and into all creation. Wash away the sin within us and drown the evil around us. Shower us with your spirit that your forgiveness, grace, and love may be renewed in our lives. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Bountiful God, you gather your people into your realm, and you promise us food from your tree of life. Nourish us with your word, that empowered by your spirit, we may love one another and the world you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Word of God, word of life.
reading from Revelation. And in the spirit, the angel carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the rulers of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will enter it, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and the servants of God will do homage. They will see God's face, and on their foreheads shall be God's name, and there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Word of God, word of life.
The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. Jesus answered, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Nevertheless, she persisted. Remember when Senator Mitch McConnell inadvertently coined that feminist catchphrase two years ago? It was during an interview where he was describing why he and his fellow Senate Republicans voted to stop Elizabeth Warren from speaking during a debate over the Jeff Sessions nomination for Attorney General. McConnell's more full quote says this, she was warned, she was given an explanation, nevertheless, she persisted. It became a rallying cry almost immediately for feminists everywhere, and for good reason. It so succinctly in one quote summed up what women have experienced and felt from men for ages, and it concludes with this bold statement of resistance. Nevertheless, she persisted. It seems to me that a spirit of feminist resistance and persistence is necessary now more than ever. All around us we see women being silenced, and we see women's bodily autonomy being legislated against. In the past three months alone, five states have enacted laws that severely restrict abortion access sometimes as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. The Alabama law that was signed by the governor just last week, it bans abortion in nearly all cases, with no exceptions for rape or incest, and it carries up to a 99-year prison sentence for doctors who perform the procedure. Despite these brutally restrictive laws and almost complete abortion bans, there is still reason to hope that even in the face of systemic 
legislated oppression. Nevertheless, she persisted. And persistent women prevailed. Today we have an inspiring example of a persistent and powerful woman in our first reading from Acts. Her name is Lydia, and as a result of her persistence, she prevails. We find Lydia by the river in Philippi. This is where Paul and Silas and Timothy are traveling after Paul has had a vision. He sets sail looking for a man to share the good news with in Macedonia. And they land in Philippi, where a leading city in Macedonia. But instead of finding that man in the vision, Paul and Timothy and Silas encounter Lydia and a group of women. We are told that Lydia is from Thyatira. She's described first and foremost as a worshiper of God. The text goes on to describe what she does, the work that she does. And she's a dealer in purple cloth. And now in these times, purple cloth was prestigious because purple was a rare color in nature and the cost of creating the dye was a huge expense. And that made purple cloth exclusive and expensive. It also indicates to us that Lydia was probably doing pretty well for herself financially. It's also indicative of her financial standing that she is able and willing to support Paul, Silas, and Timothy by offering them shelter in her home. In the text it says, The Lord opened Lydia's heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul by the river. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. In this way, Lydia is a powerful example of generosity and radical hospitality. Not even a native of Philippi herself, Lydia welcomes strangers into her home in a land where she once was a stranger. And I love that phrase at the end there, and she prevailed upon us. Or to shorten it, and combine it with the earlier feminist catchphrase that I mentioned, we could say, nevertheless, she persisted and she prevailed. It is by way of her urging and her persistence that Lydia prevails and the radical hospitality that she offers is received by Paul and Silas and Timothy. And it is that hospitality that lays a foundation for the church to be strengthened as Paul and his entourage traveled, planting communities of Christ-following people. Then and now, those who demonstrate their faithfulness in both words and deeds, and those who extend generous hospitality, like Lydia, those are who strengthen the body of Christ. And it is the proclamation of the good news that opens our hearts and it's open hearts that open doors. But we live in a closed-hearted community where doors are being shut, where walls are being built, and where forced removal and deportation of our fellow siblings is being justified in the name of law and order. And nowhere has this been more real to me 
or closer to home for me than it has been in the past two weeks. And that's because my fellow colleague and graduate of the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago, Pastor Betty Rendon and her husband Carlos, they were arrested by ICE and are currently in a detention center in southern Illinois. And we just found out on Friday that they have been scheduled to be deported back to Columbia this coming Tuesday. This is not radical hospitality, and this is definitely not justice. Pastor Betty and her family fled from Colombia to the United States all the way back 15 years ago in 2004. During that time, Colombia was in a civil war, and guerrilla fighters had tried to recruit students at the school where Pastor Betty was serving at that time as a principal. But Betty prevented them from coming on campus, so they threatened her life. As a result, Pastor Betty and her family fled to America on a visa and applied for asylum, but they were denied. And they were denied because there wasn't a police report to corroborate her life-threatening story. But that is often the case, as police can also be targeted if they get involved. Fearing for the safety of her family, they decided to stay in America anyways. And, get, and Betty ended up getting her master's degree and working towards her PhD at LSTC in Hyde Park. She also began serving as a pastor for Emmaus Lutheran Church in Racine, Wisconsin. Now, all of a sudden, for no other reason than overstaying her visa, Pastor Betty's life is once again being threatened as she awaits deportation to a country that is not safe for her. Nevertheless, she persisted and she prevailed. That is the good news that I need right now. The good news that opens my heart to the hope that Pastor Betty and her husband will be freed and will be able to remain here in safety. But it is on us as well to demonstrate our faithfulness in words and in deeds, to call on our senators to stop this deportation. And if you would like to do that, I've included some flyers in the back that you can take with you on your way out. Pastor Betty, her heart was opened by the Lord, and she, like Lydia, radically provided hospitality and shelter to the children at her school who were actively being recruited into war. She risked her life for her students. She fled for her safety, and even after arriving in the United States, Pastor Betty continued her work of offering radical hospitality in her role as a pastor. Pastor Betty offering hospitality to strangers in a country where she once was a stranger. Yet, somehow, out of nowhere, our closed-hearted country demands her deportation back into a life-threatening situation. Nevertheless, she persisted and she prevailed. Fear, sadness, even anger, those emotions might overcome us in this moment. But today in our gospel, we were also reminded that it is the Holy Spirit, the advocate, as Jesus says in our gospel, that God has sent to us to, to teach us and to remind us of the peace that Jesus leaves with us the peace that Jesus gives to us, that the world cannot give. So do not let your hearts be troubled. 
Do not let them be afraid. Instead, like Lydia, like Pastor Betty, and like countless other powerful, persistent, prevailing women before us, let our hearts be opened to the Lord, to the good news that this peace surpasses all human understanding. And in this season of Easter victory, the good news of Jesus Christ prevailing over death opens our hearts to this unsurpassable peace. It opens our hearts and it opens our doors. And it is this radical hospitality that strengthens the body of Christ. And it fills us with hope that even in the face of legislated evil, the advocate is with us, empowering us. And nevertheless, the advocate, she persisted and she prevailed.
trusting God's promise of a new life, we pray for the renewal of the church, the world, and all of God's creation. Prevail upon your church with your spirit. Convince us daily that you have called us to proclaim and embody the good news of your grace. Risen Lord, feed us with the bounty of your creation and give us thankful hearts as we share the fruit of the land with all who hunger. Risen Lord, the leaves of your tree of life are the healing of the nations. Bring an end to civil war, genocide, terrorism, and violence. Break down the walls that divide us. Risen Lord, visit with your peace those who are sick or whose hearts are troubled and afraid, especially those we name now, either aloud or in our hearts. Risen Lord, we remember those who have given their lives in service to nation, inspire each of us to live for the sake of freedom and justice for all your children. Risen Lord, we give thanks for Blessed Mary, John Calvin, Yuri Transkovsky, Justin Martyr, and all your holy ones. Lead us with them into that luminous city that needs no light of sun or moon. Risen Lord. Hear us according to your steadfast love, O Lord, and in your great compassion bring us to resurrection and rebirth. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Good morning and welcome to worship with us here at Holy Trinity on this Memorial Day weekend. We are glad that you have chosen to be here with us this morning. We strive here at this church to be um, persistent in our radical hospitality. And so that means for us that we welcome you no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, whoever you love or marry, however you vote, however you feel about organized religion and your place in it, please know that you have a place of radical welcome here and that where um, the world tries to divide us and separate us, we come to this place to be together as one body in Christ. We are um, also thankful for your gifts of generosity. Many of you give online, and, um, but we know that some people, if they happen to carry cash or checkbook, you are welcome to um, join us in our just generous hospitality and, uh, what am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> being generous as we give our loose offerings today to Sip of Hope. Sip of Hope is a coffee shop that gives all of its proceeds up to suicide prevention and mental health awareness education. And so we are glad to support that community effort as well. So please be generous in your basket offerings today as well. Two weeks from today is Pentecost, which means that we invite you to wear your fiery colors. So that's red, orange, 
uh, pink, whatever you can to kind of symbolize the fiery spirit of Pentecost that will be with us and Holy Spirit with us that day. Also, two weeks from today on Pentecost Sunday is Confirmation Sunday, and we are excited to being um, to five confirmands who will be affirming their faith and membership in this community. So please make sure you join us two weeks from today for Sunday worship. The flyers I want to mention too, because Pastor Ben mentioned it in his sermon, but we are um, as a church supporting Pastor Betty and her husband Carlos, and if you would like to participate in that action, there are flyers on the back of the table right back there. Maybe Bo will hold them up so you know what they look like, but please take one of those flyers, and it tells you how you can participate and help as we um, continue to work for her to be able to stay here and not be deported on Tuesday, so please take one of those with you on your way out. Thank you.
Blessed are you, O God of the universe. You bring springtime to earth. You drown sin and evil in the flood. You liberate those in bondage. You stand in the fire with all who suffer. You lead us to the promised land. You are the God of resurrection. Blessed are you, O God of the universe. You raised Jesus from the dead. He promises not to leave us orphans, but to send the Holy Spirit, our comforter and guide, his presence among us until the end of time. You are the God of resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. In this meal, we remember Christ, the shepherd who comforts us in the dark valley, the door who leads us to abundant life, the vine who nourishes us to bear fruit. Amid great rejoicing, let us proclaim the mystery of faith. By this bread and cup, make of us the body of Christ for the world. Come, Holy Spirit. Renew the face of the earth. Set our hearts on fire with your love. Bring hope to those in despair and justice to those who are oppressed. Send us as witnesses to the resurrection. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. With your holy ones of all times and places, with the earth and all its creatures, with sun, moon, and stars, we praise you, O God, blessed and holy Trinity, now and forever. with Christ we share in his resurrection. Come to the feast of love and light.
glory, you restored us to life by raising your Son from death. May we who receive this sacrament always be strengthened to do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I did forget one announcement. So before the benediction, I was told before worship to make sure to invite everybody to stay for refreshments because we have a lot of them. Kevin and, um, and Leon baked a lot, and so we really want to make sure that you come enjoy the snacks. And I think there might be birthday cake there too. So please stay after worship and join us for that. God, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life. And the blessing of the Holy Trinity, one God, be with you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.